Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. It is still Wednesday, hump day, January the 12th, 2022. I want to buzz through some headlines that I just saw. First one was in USA Today. It said, let the majority prevail. Biden backs filibuster change to pass voting rights in an Atlanta speech. Now, we talked about this speech earlier today. But Mr. Biden fails to realize is the majority has indeed already spoken. Majority means one more element than half. If we have 52 senators right now who oppose changing the filibuster, that, Mr. Biden, is a majority who say the filibuster shouldn't be changed. You shouldn't be coercing them. You shouldn't be shaming them. You shouldn't be trying to embarrass them. You should not be threatening them. The majority has prevailed, Mr. Biden. And no matter how much you, the other Democrats, and the mainstream leftist slimeball media try, they cannot change the majority, which has prevailed, and said, leave the filibuster alone. Trust me, my friends, if Biden is successful in eliminating the filibuster in any way, shape, fashion, or form, the Democrats will be the ones to suffer when they return to the minority in Congress after the 2022 midterm elections. Imagine them being in the minority and whining and crying because they got rid of the filibuster. They'll try and find a way to blame it on Mr. Trump and the Republicans. The fact is, gropey Joe Biden was doing nothing more than race baiting and pandering because he has not succeeded in passing any meaningful legislation other than getting a bipartisan infrastructure bill signed, which didn't give him even one third of what he had originally wanted. This race baiting, this pandering, this playing to the crowd came up with the quote, let the majority prevail. And the majority has already prevailed, telling you to leave that filibuster alone. CNN has published an article today that says, Analysis, Ron DeSantis just gave his first 2024 speech. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, widely being discussed as the potential 2024 candidate for the Republican Party. He's doing little to knock down the chatter. And in his State of the State of Florida speech on Tuesday, he gave the nation a preview of how DeSantis would run if he ran for president. DeSantis said, Florida has become the escape hatch for those chafing under authoritarian, arbitrary, and seemingly never-ending mandates and restrictions. He says Florida is now the freest state in the United States. He has repeatedly touted his willingness to buck so-called conventional wisdom during his term in office, particularly when it comes to dealing with the spread of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus in the state of Florida. He made mention of his decision to reopen Florida schools fully in the fall of 2020, he says, we were right and they were wrong. He was right. Democrats were wrong. What could easily double for a campaign for president if and when he runs, he'll be able to use that same exact reality-based story. And there won't be any plagiarism involved. Make no mistake, boys and girls, what Ron DeSantis was doing in this State of the State speech was positioning himself for a potential run in 2024. Listen. I know some of you are hoping, praying that Donald Trump will run again, but there are also some who are hoping and praying that he won't. 
what feels like a natural next step for the next three years of DeSantis' time as governor, he's been using his position to not only differentiate himself on COVID-19 mandates, but on masking and close downs and shutdowns, but he's been playing directly into the arms of the Donald Trump base of the party. He is anti-woke culture, thank God. He is anti-critical racist theory. And they claim, the media, that he pushes for restrictive voting rights. No, he just pushes for accountability in elections. The voters have taken notice. At the CPAC National 2021 gathering, two straw polls were conducted. Donald Trump won the first one. DeSantis won the second one in which Trump was not included. By the way, Santos took 21% in the poll that Trump was included in, the only candidate other than the former president who gained double-digit support. A Reuters national poll released in late December showed DeSantis was the only potential candidate without the name Trump to make it in the double digits. He was 11% behind former Trump's 54%. But that same poll showed that 8 in 10 Republican voters knew who DeSantis was, and two-thirds had a very favorable impression of him. Now Trump is taking notice of DeSantis's positioning. In an interview with One American News Network that ran on Tuesday, Donald Trump appeared to take issue with DeSantis's ongoing unwillingness to say whether or not he has received the booster shot for COVID-19. Trump said, I watched a couple politicians be interviewed, and one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine, and they're answering like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless, Trump said. You gotta say it, whether you had it or not. Say it. I must disagree with the Donald on this. It is none of anyone's business whether a politician got the jab, or the second jab, or a booster jab. This isn't the first time Donald Trump has thrown a bit of blowback towards the Florida governor. Trump said, if I faced him, I'd beat him like I would beat anyone else. I think most people would drop out. I think he would drop out. Now, it might be worth noting, DeSantis, unlike others, such as Nikki Haley or Tim Scott, being mentioned as candidates for 2024, has not said that he would stay out of the race if Trump won. Trump won what? A primary? A straw poll? DeSantis' speech on Tuesday does one thing. It makes perfectly clear exactly how he might position himself in a 2024 race. Trumpism without all the antics, without all the distractions that Trump creates. The promise is that he will fight the Washington swamp, the fake news, and those who try to make America less free. Only he'll do it without all of the mean tweets and all of the chaos that Donald Trump seems to create. It's not a bad argument given the current iteration of the Republican Party and how it finds itself. DeSantis would face a major uphill climb if Trump does decide to run. But Trump, for whatever reason, if he decides to take a pass, DeSantis could be well in the pole position in that race. Now, my friends, this article was written by CNN. They are scared to death of Donald Trump running again. So how do you do something about it? Well, you make someone else look palatable, like Ron DeSantis. Perhaps if people like CNN are saying DeSantis is the man, people will turn away from Donald Trump, the real threat in the 2024 election. Meanwhile, MSNBC says Democrats are working to convince Manchin and Cinema of the changed circumstances that now require new rules. They think just because the filibuster is the thing at issue, they need to rein in mansion, rein in cinema. 
I hope Mansion and Cinema hold true to what they say, that they will block any filibuster changes. It's actually the best thing they could do for themselves as well as for their party. Personally, I think it would be funny. TikTok seems to be the quote-unquote news source nowadays. There's an article running around in the Daily Dot about a TikTok user who wrote, No phone? Do they realize people have kids? Right? Worker reveals the demands of working at a Bucky's travel stop in a viral TikTok, which sparks debate. Now look, my friends, the federal minimum wage is $7.25 per hour. We all know that. It ain't going up anytime soon. Bucky's. If you've never heard of Bucky's, let me explain it to you. It is a massive convenience store with 100 gasoline pumps spanning several acres. Inside, there are bathrooms, the cleanest bathrooms you'll ever encounter in your life. 50, 60 stalls for the men's room and for the women's room. There are fast food options in the store from pulled pork barbecue to beef brisket barbecue to fresh sliced meats, deli options, dessert bars, massive rows of icy machines and fountain drinks and coffee, not to mention snack foods on aisle after aisle after aisle, including fresh sliced fruit selections. There are clothing options. There are home decor options. You can buy a $2,000 barbecue pit there. The Bucky's locations started in Texas and now also have locations in Tennessee, Alabama, I believe Mississippi's coming soon, as well as Florida. It is a chain of convenience stores and very massive gasoline stations in the southeastern United States. But someone, a black African American 13% hyphenated minority woman, posted a viral TikTok talking about her experience working at a cashier station at Bucky's. She says, staffers are not allowed to use their phones at all while on the job. Well, guess what? You accepted the job, and that's part of the job requirements. Put your cell phone away, you nasty witch. Bucky's minimum wage starts for basic associates like cashiers, stock clerks, janitors, fuel island attendants. Their wage begins from $15 to $19 per hour. If you work in the food service portion of the business, that minimum wage begins at $17 an hour. Team leaders earn up to $21 an hour. Department leads pay begins at $22 an hour up to $32 per hour. They offer full-time and part-time jobs. They offer health care and 401k. They also offer $2 per hour additional pay if you're working an overnight shift. You get three weeks of paid time off the first year if you're a full-time employee. That, my friends, is what Bucky's offers to their employees. This TikTok user, at Alabama Black Chick, she responded to another viral video from at Izzy Sanders 2 which showed the Bucky's hourly pay scale that I just read to you. In addition to paying well above, more than double the federal minimum wage, the company offers healthcare three weeks of paid time off and a 401k plan. But this TikTok black African American 13% minority, she ain't bees happy with debt. She says, 
Phones also not allowed on the parameter. The parameter? On the parameter. I don't even think this ignorant female knows what parameter means. She probably meant premises. She also said they will fire you if they see you on your phone, even on your breaks. It's a company policy. Don't bring your phone to work. Another person says, everything good comes with a price, making $15 an hour at Bucky's. I love my job. Bucky's is by far the best job I've worked at. The caption of her video, the TikToker wrote, everything she said about Bucky's in the video was on the company's website. While the Daily Dot has not been able to find specific information about working conditions on the Bucky's website, reviews from Bucky's employees and former Bucky's employees on Indeed confirmed you can't use your cell phone while on their property. Automatic termination for phone use, a former cashier at Bucky's in Texas shared on Indeed.com. Another wrote, you will get fired on the spot if a manager can see your cell phone through your pocket. No phone? Do they realize people have kids, right? Writes at Jen Sparkles. That's extreme. No phone on breaks, wrote Michael Rich, 088. Everything like, oh my God, no phone, sarcastic cow double zero writes. Y'all realize there's a whole generation that survived without cell phones? Of course, I tried to reach out by Twitter to several of these users, but nobody has the guts to speak to me, especially on this program. Oh, well, if you want to keep your job making double minimum wage, a job that doesn't appear to me to need a whole hell of a lot of skill, well, put your damn phone away. It's that simple. Crisis Creation Hotline, how may I help you? Oh, uh, yeah, look at here. I'm a Democrat politician, and I need a major media diversion. Local, state, regional, or national, sir? Uh, we might want to go with regional. This one's pretty big. It could go national, though, if the conservative media gets a hold of it. Let me put you through to a crisis creation counselor. Uh, thanks, but I'm kind of in a hurry. The shit's about to hit the fan over here. Special Crisis Creation Center. My name is Bob. How may I help you? Uh, yeah, look at here. I'm a 51-year-old progressive state senator, and I need a major diversion created pronto. Uh, please let me know what the nature of the alleged offense is, Senator. You can choose from the following categories. Is it sexual? Uh. Homosexual? Uh. Racial? Mmm. Interracial? Mmm. Does it involve bribery or theft? Mmm. Political patronage? Uh. Insider trading? Uh. Is it drug-related? Oh, boy. Is there death involved? <coughs> Prostitution? Uh. Or other? By the way, Senator, if you choose other, there may be additional fees associated with our services. Look at here. It's kind of a combination of all of those, if you <laughs> know what I mean. First, there was this girl. Well, she said she was a girl. Uh, she said she was an adult. But these days, you know, it's hard to tell. Anyway, she looked kind of black and kind of Asian. You know, like a blazing. Kind of dark with those Asianist eyes, but her nose was... Senator. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I get a little sidetracked there. Senator, we can create a diversion package by causing a major COVID outbreak that highlights one of your family members or another high-profile member of the community. That should divert headlines from your issue. 
Oh, no, 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 no. This is going to have to be something much larger than that. Can you, like, collapse a condo or sink a cruise ship or kill a political rival? Wow, sir. That does sound like a big issue. Oh, it sure is. I'm up for re-election. Not only was this girl an underage he-she-it-tranny minority combo, she died while we were, <clears throat> uh, you know, otherwise involved in certain activities. Uh, go on. There were drugs, and somehow she overdosed while we were playing the choke game, and there might have been a guy with a cell phone camera with me in a diaper and... Oh, Senator, I'm going to have to escalate your case to a national consultant. Please hold. The Democrat Crisis Creation Professional Team is here to help make people look the other way. Fees negotiable. Now you've heard the term first world problems. First world problems are defined as those issues that to someone in a third world country would make them shake their head and say, you privileged, entitled piece of human feces. How dare you have the audacity to get mad and complain about something that trivial? That's my definition, at least. Reddit is another one of those sites like TikTok, where people take to their very privileged cell phones to bitch and whine and piss and moan and complain about trivial things. A post has gone viral after a Redditor, someone who uses Reddit, posted a viral complaint after a recent confrontation between herself and a local pizza restaurant. The Redditor, A-X-T-H-E-T-I-X, Axtetics, wrote about the experience on the subreddit, quote, am I the a-hole, unquote, in a post that has now been viewed over 11,000 times. This whiny snowflake explained that over the weekend, she ordered two pizza pies from a local pizza restaurant. About 25 minutes later, she went outside to receive the meal, but was met with a very unhappy delivery driver. The Redditor wrote, I would never have expected the delivery boy to walk through the grass, but he did. Once he got to the door, he began complaining that he stepped in dog poop, and now his new shoes are ruined. I looked at his shoes, and indeed, they did have dog crap on them. The Redditor says she allows her dogs to do their business on her front lawn. She has signs indicating... Please do not walk on the grass. In October, another dog poop related post went viral on the site when a Redditor complained that he used golf clubs to chip his neighbor's dog poop back into their own yard. I had my own method. I had a neighbor who I'd asked many, many, many times in the old neighborhood, please come and pick up after your Labrador retrievers leave these giant bombs in the grass in my front yard. He refused. He told me a dog's gonna do what a dog's gonna do where a dog's gonna do it. I grabbed one of those plastic bags, those evil plastic shopping bags from the local Wally World, and I grabbed a big old loaf of that dog's poop, and I walked over to my neighbor's house and politely squeezed that poop under the door handles of his car door, and then wiped a little bit on his front door handle of his home. I knocked on the door and said, I got something for you, and handed him another bag of his dog's crap. He told me he was going to call the cops. I told him, fine, go right ahead. A little while later, he walked outside. He closed his front door, he pulled it shut, and noticed his hands were a little smelly, a little sticky, a little slimy. He got very enraged, grabbed the door handle again like an idiot to go back in his house to wash his hands. Then he came back out with paper towels and wiped off his door, thoroughly pissed and glaring my way since I lived just across the street. He threw the paper towels, laden with his own dog's after-leavings, into his outdoor trash can. 
And that's when he grabbed the door handle and got fingernails full of Labrador poop. This set him off. He started screaming and shouting and said, I'm calling the cops. Reached into his pocket with his fecal-covered fingers. You got it. Called 911 and reported me to the police. I have the security cameras. He does not. The cops showed up. He accused me. The cops came to my house and said, what are you talking about? I said, you might want to do a DNA sample. As far as I'm concerned, his dog doesn't like him. And his dog hyped his ass up to the car door handle and squeezed out a loaf. You might want to check the DNA of that dog crap to see where that dog crap came from. The cops asked me, did you put that dog crap under that man's door handle? And I said, I have no recollection of such an event. You might want to let that man know we have a leash law in this neighborhood. If you'd like, I can show you some of his dog's leavings, and I'm sure the sniff test will prove to you, Mr. Police Officer, that it is indeed the same crap that his dog left on his own car door. That was the last time I ever saw a turd in my grass from that idiot. The Redditor exploded brief, explained after moving into a home, he began to notice his neighbor's dog had been relieving itself on the lawn, and when he tried to bring it up to the neighbor, they laughed and pointed the finger at another pet from another yard. From there, after catching the neighbor's dog on camera, the plan hatched, and this man, exploded brief, began hitting the droppings over the fence with his nine iron. Back to the original poster, Aesthetics said after complaining about his ruined shoes, the delivery driver proceeded to insist that the customer who ordered the pizza buy a new pair of shoes for him. I tried to hand him the cash to get the pizzas, but he refused. He told me I needed to pay for the shoes to be replaced, and they were $120. I, the homeowner who ordered the pizza, laughed in his face. Thinking he must have been joking, I brushed it off. I once again tried to get my pizzas that I had ordered, but he didn't budge. He told me he was taking the pizzas back, and he'd be back to get his money for his sneakers later. The situation, she says, escalated when the delivery driver returned later, insisting on payment for the shoes. That's when the Redditor's husband joined her at the door and called the restaurant to explain what had happened. To their surprise, the owner of the restaurant, who ended up being the father's driver, sided with the boy and said that these people needed to pay up. If you don't pay my son for his replacement shoes, your address will be blacklisted from our restaurant, she said. That's what the owner told her. The driver proceeded to argue with them for over an hour until she threatened to call the cops if he didn't leave. She said then he parked his car near their house, technically not their property, so that the police couldn't do anything about him shouting. I'm very uncomfortable, she wrote. Anthetics told Newsweek over Reddit that the driver drove past their house Sunday a few times, seeing him as late as 3 a.m. She said a few cars drove by her home, but it was the same car each time. Many commenters supported this woman, questioned why the delivery driver was even wearing such expensive shoes to work. Seriously, NTA, one commenter wrote, have you ever worked in a pizza restaurant? Why would you wear $120 shoes to a place where grease and cheese and oil is flying literally everywhere? NTA, another commenter agreed, the number of times I've washed dog crap off my shoes is higher than I can count. If the dude can't wash his shoes, he shouldn't wear them across people's muddy lawns. Others criticized the Redditor, wondering why there's poop on her lawn in the first place. It's her lawn. It's her dog's. It's her business where her dogs do their business. The Redditor foolishly decided to answer those critics. She explained it had been raining and cold recently, delaying when she would typically clean up after her dogs. That's why I have the sign. For multiple reasons, poop included, she said in a response to a critical comment. I don't want people walking in my grass. I have four massive dogs, and I can't always keep up with the craps they take. What do you think? 
Number one, I think it's her property, and there's no law that says you have to clean up dog crap on your own lawn. Number two, she has signs telling people keep the hell out the grass. Number three, don't order pizza from that restaurant anymore and flame the crap out of that restaurant, pun intended, on every social media outlet you can find. That slice of pizza ain't worth all the crap you've been putting yourself through. And that is the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Coming to network television for the first time ever, my senile president. This fall and winter and summer and spring and fall again, year after year, the actual daily happenings of a senile dementia patient occupying the White House. Go inside the 10 a.m. morning briefings, the morning naps, the temper tantrums, the forgetfulness, the afternoon naps, the forcing of medication, the afternoon disappearing act, and the early to bed, late to rise schedule of the leader of the free world. We'll take in-depth looks into the people pulling his strings, the teleprompter typist with the ever-enlarging font set, the cue card writer, and of course, all the behind-the-scenes people who guide this Alzheimer patient through his daily routines. We'll take in-depth looks on a daily basis at the current presidency of a forgetful, angry, spiteful old man. Coming this fall. I don't normally report on the royals. I could give a rat's narrow, furry, tight little ass about what's going on across the pond in Buckingham Palace. But there is an article running around written by Rachelle Hampton. It says, why is the internet so convinced that Queen Elizabeth is secretly dead? As both the oldest and longest living current head of state, Queen Elizabeth II has seen a whole lot. She was a mechanic in World War II. She saw the troubles, the decolonization, Brexit, Megxit, a global pandemic. Mary Berry leaving the Great British Bake Off. 2022 will mark the Queen's 96th birthday, as well as 70 years on the throne. And if she keeps going, she'll beat Betty White. That's four long years away. While most people in her age group would probably plan themselves a nice retirement party, Elizabeth is still reigning, the article says. Or is she? Certain corners of the internet, they say Elizabeth is a subject of a conspiracy theory that the monarch secretly died and the palace is covering it up which raises a series of questions like, why would they do that? How would they do that? Huh? Some answers coming right up. Officially, no, the palace is planning a giant party for the 70th anniversary of her becoming queen. The anniversary is called the Platinum Jubilee. Queen Elizabeth will be the first British monarch to ever celebrate one, which of course calls for a special pudding. I'm not joking. The Platinum Pudding Competition was launched on January 10th to find a pudding that is appropriately festive and worthy of Her Highness. The winner of the pudding competition will be invited to serve it at the Jubilee celebration. If the Queen is planning to eat said pudding this year, why are people saying she's already dead? The Queen has scaled back public appearances since being hospitalized in October and suffering a back sprain. Despite her age, her hospitalization, and her hiatus from public appearances, it came as a bit of a surprise since she's only been hospitalized in nearly 20 years, twice. UK-quoted royal experts as saying the Queen had entered a new phase and would likely not be seen again until February. That's not exactly convincing evidence. You're not wrong. I mean, if we've learned anything, conspiracy theories thrive on meager evidence or no evidence at all. This one is mostly started out as a Twitter joke, but people are actually asking. Does anyone actually think she's dead? Some do. According to the royal doctor's memoirs, he sped up King George's death with the approval of the royal family and timed it to make the morning papers. It's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that the royal family might keep such a wild secret as the death of this particular monarch. But why would the palace want to hide the queen's death to begin with? 
One theory is they didn't want to announce her death over the holidays. The other is that they want to avoid her ruling being 69 years instead of a nice round number like 70. Does this sound familiar to you? At least once a year there's been a rumor that the Queen of England has died. You remember there were rumors running around last year when she was hospitalized, saying the Queen was in fact dead. Back in 2019, royals experts had to step in to assure the Twitterverse that the Queen was in fact still alive and well. And in 2018, there was a random Reddit post suggesting the Queen would kick the bucket the following January. She did live. I get it. But in this age of vaccine misinformation, phony dossiers, false impeachments of American presidents, how exactly should you feel about people claiming there's a royal cover-up going on across the pond, even if they're only joking, when we have an absolute joke in the White House here and people are just wondering, is Joe Biden actually still alive? Ironic conspiracy theories are at this point just part of the modern internet lexicon. Getting rid of those conspiracy theories is impossible, as impossible as eradicating the real earnest ones. All we can really ask is that the internet denizens and the reporters covering them learn how to discern between harmless conspiracy theories, jokes, and the actual democracy-threatening ones. And that was a short break away from all the garbage going on with your president. Thought we'd shift gears a little bit to talk about the Queen. And yes, official reports are Queen Elizabeth II is alive and much more aware of her surroundings and in tune with her mental faculties than gropey Joe Biden. Looks like we've run up against the clock yet again here on the Truth Hurts program. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? This program is not about your opinion. It's about the correct opinion, mine. We'll see you next time. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.